When I was born, he was eight. When I turned 10, he turned 18 and off on his own to begin a different life than around me. He was my brother. He was my big brother, my biggest of two brothers. And I looked up to him. I looked up to him, not just physically, but I looked up to him emotionally. He was my hero. And uh, I think I probably became an Eagle Scout because he was in Scouts. I wanted so much to become a drummer. He was a drummer in the marching band in high school. Oh, that's what I wanted to do. And in fifth grade, I went ahead and uh, I took band. And I was going to be the drummer. And I learned I had a horrendous band teacher turn me off. I never took them up again. Regret it to this day. Does that tell you the power of a teacher? It can work positive and it can work negative too. As my brother continued growing and so did I, most of the time he didn't want his littlest brother, you know, kind of around him. But every once in a while I got to be, well, a special time with him. I remember when I was about 11 years old and a friend of his came and they took me to uh, an adventure. They went exploring out in the woods, and they come upon this old, old cabin, abandoned cabin. had been abandoned for quite some time. And he told me to wait down below, and he was going to climb up on the side of this cabin and pry open a board that was up there so he could get inside, which he did. And he dropped the board right on my head. I don't remember too much after that, but I do remember him taking me to an old pump well and uh, putting my head underneath it and watching the water turn red. And I also remember him saying, don't tell mother and dad, whatever you do, do not tell mother and dad, do not tell them, which I kept my secret. I never did tell them that until I was much older and grown. And then when I got to be a little bit older, he came from college and uh, had this old 1947 Ford and uh, wanted to give me a ride. And so we went out in the country, and oh, there was just the two of us. It was so cool. And he saw a uh, roadkill. It was an albino skunk. And he said, oh, this would be great for me to have the pelt. So we went out, and he put it in the trunk of the car, and we made it about two miles maybe. Yeah, between dead and skunk, those two don't go together very well. But it was a memory that I really had of him. Well, the time came when I was about 12 that he joined the Navy. And uh, he became a Navy medic and was stationed out in Camp Pendleton, out in California, Carlsbad, California. He got married, and they lived out there for... Well, he had just gotten married. And I, I gosh, I was going to miss him. The memories of my brother ended when at the age of 23, his friend, one of his best friends, came to visit. They went body surfing. He got caught in a riptide. His friend couldn't save him. It was the first time I ever saw my father cry when he had to come home and tried to tell my mother that they couldn't find his body, that they don't know where he's at. Three days, we did not know 
whether he was alive or not. Hoping and praying, of course, someone probably picked him up. That's all. Maybe he has amnesia. We'll find him. And during that time, I remember walking down to an old church of ours and going into the chapel and praying to God. And I said, please don't take him from me. I got to have him in my life. I, I, I have to have him. Don't take him from me, please. My prayers were not answered because they found his body. And uh, we had the funeral. And I was kind of mad at God for a while, by the way, because he didn't answer my prayer. Now I'm going to jump to about 23 years later. And my mother, being the smoker that she was, got cancer, lung cancer. And uh, she had a great sense of humor. She had a wonderful sense of humor. She, she told the doctors, there better be chocolate in that IV. She did pass. But before she passed, she wanted to hold on till Christmas. It was her favorite holiday. So we had a very special Christmas that year. And she was having her hospital bed actually into their home. And they put it in the living room by the Christmas tree. And we had a great Christmas. But we knew the time was really close. And so my father and my brother and my sister, we gathered around her bed and uh, we said our goodbyes. And most importantly, I remember my father saying, it's okay, we're gonna be all right. It's okay for you to go on. We'll see you soon, you go on. Now, we ended in prayer, closed our eyes, grabbed hands together around the bed. And I remember holding on to my other brother's hand. There wasn't anybody next to me, so I just kept my hand down. Closed our eyes, and we prayed. And in the middle of that prayer, I felt my father's hand grab hold of mine. And he held on tight, and he squeezed it, as if to say, we're going to be okay. We'll be okay. When we opened our eyes, my father was not holding my hand. My father was on the other side of the bed. He was holding my sister's hand and my mother's hand. My brother was there to join our hands together as a family and to uh, lead my mother home. She went home to eternal rest a couple hours later and I have to tell you, today, anyone who knew my brother always says, you are just like him. You're just like him, Scott. My brother never left me. My prayer was answered. And just like the old song, may the circle be unbroken, right? Let me tell you, our circle was held steadfast. And there's no doubt in my mind, my brother was holding my hand. That's it. <laughs>